did that was a really weird hello um and welcome. <laughs> i fucked it it's like two seconds in and i fucked it hello. um hello and welcome dearies to game till five i'm not gonna do the entire episode in a terrible accent it's just not gonna go well that's what i was going for i'm so glad you nailed it yeah um yeah welcome to game till five uh my name is steph and I am joined by my amazing co-host, Nikki, who's laughing at me. I'm not going to do the same hello that you just did. So, yeah, hi. Shame. Chicken. Only real <laughs> real men would do it. Um, I think I've had too much Baileys, but it's Christmas and I'm basic, so I've got Baileys. <laughs> it is Christmas. Yeah. That it is okay. Yeah. How are you? I'm okay. I'm all right. I haven't had much time for gaming and that makes me very sad but I'm okay. yeah that's never yeah. yeah never a good week i'll survive how are you yeah i'm good again so yeah same for me been a busy oh. week the busy week leading up to all the christmas stuff that's about to kick on so it's one of those right. things my body is not ready yeah also there might be squeaking in our intro because i was kind of dancing and i didn't realize how um how squeaky my chair was that i'm currently sat on so i think it's atmospheric it's fine good I'm liking that I'm bringing atmosphere of a weird... She's actually just farting. She's just pretending that it's the chair. How dare you reveal my secrets. <laughs> anyway, we're yeah. swaying off point. Are we are. Um, we, we should introduce this podcast instead of just talking shit at each other for 15 minutes. <laughs> we are here because we like to talk about games with each other. Um, but the one that we're doing this week for our top five is the best games that we've played this year, which is 2018, for those of you listening in the future. <laughs> and Claws here, the reason we're doing it, the games we've played in 2018 is because we haven't played that many games that were released in 2018 because we suck. So it's the games that we've played of this year, whether they were out in, you know, 1990 or last year. But we don't have all the time in the world to play every game release this year, so exactly. We're fraud, really. Well, we don't have the time or the money. If people want to start <laughs> giving us games, which is, let's oh, yeah. face it, like ninety percent of the reason that we do this podcast is so our hope that people will just start giving us shit. Give us um, yeah, give us all the things. Um, yeah, that's the only reason. So we didn't have that much time or money, so we're just playing whatever we got round to doing this year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so top fives uh, about video games. So that's the one we picked this week. So I think we should just get straight into it because nobody has time and it's near Christmas. It's true. Yeah. Nobody has time. Right. I'm going to play our magical I drop. Don't, I don't even have the time to be here right now. Exactly. So I hope everyone appreciates that. Yeah. Things are not getting done. <laughs> yes. What are you buying? How about a game of lucky hit? Oh, let's go. So I was thinking about that intro. Yeah. And I was thinking, people who haven't seen the Gilbert Godfrey YouTube video where he's reciting all of the video game like quotes will probably be really confused. Oh god, yeah, that's not going to make sense to anybody that hasn't seen it, which is why I kind of like it. So, if if anyone hasn't seen it, definitely YouTube that stuff because it's incredible, and your yeah. life will be changed forever. 
Yeah, you'll think very differently about the wonderful man of Gilbert Gottfried after viewing that. We definitely did. Yep. I also have to My say hero. that our um, little intro thing, um, we've we've been having all kinds of nice stuff from Twitter people, which has been lovely. Um, and we got a special props from somebody because of our uh, use of what are you buying, which is yeah. one of our favourite things to yell at each other. <laughs> In any shop, anywhere, even if it's not a shop, just what are you buying? What are you it's selling? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, who wants to go first this week? Well, you'll go first because I went first last week. So we're going to do it that way. Fair. Do the order then. All right then. Yeah. Um. So top five best games that we have played this year. Um. My first one actually did come out this year. So... Ooh. Yeah, it was an early one. It was uh, Monster Hunter World. Uh, yeah. Um, this was going to be on my list, actually. Oh, so oh yeah, we haven't discussed crossovers. We'll do it. It will just be Beedle. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, so Monster Hunter World, we play. it came out, what, in January this year? End of January? Must have been, I think. I think it was. Yeah, it definitely was this year. I want to say it was sort of, I want to say February, but close enough. Yeah, I think we were playing it in February for sure. It was definitely yeah. an early early game of this year um but for a game that i thought i would have no interest in playing whatsoever i really enjoyed it so that is why it's on my list more than anything yeah because i definitely i've had i've so i've not really played any of the other monster hunter games before um i think the only one i played was like there's one called hunter stories on the ds and i had a demo of it and i loved that one but it was very different from what I knew actual Monster Hunter was like. Um, and I've always kind of known them and seen them and I've appreciated the idea of them, but I've just thought, you know what, they're not they're not my jam. Um, little did I know that Capcom would make Monster Hunter World and I'd get totally into it. It is a good game, I agree. I didn't think I'd like it, to be honest. I played the demo of it and I was kind of just like, I'm killing animals and I feel really bad about it. That was my main thing. I remember just like the, the demo where you have to go kill this like little dragon thing. And I was slashing it, you know, I was stabbing it in the throat. And I remember just being like, it didn't do anything to me. Like it didn't attack me. Like, why am I doing this? Like, this is horrible. This is just cruelty. And then I realized you can make fashion out of this and then everything changed. Yeah, I was going to say, the moment you learn about the fashion, that was it. <laughs> I was like, before, you know, I was like, oh, this, this poor animal that I'm killing, like, I feel so bad. And then it was just like, oh my God, it's got feathers on it i can make a feather coat out of this stab it in the face and you could make outfits for your cat which yeah. then made that even worse the fact that we needed the more fashion had a cat was just like when the fashion and the cats and i was just like i'm in i'm in right and he had Take a little money yeah he had a little boat which i loved anytime he went yeah. in the water out comes his boat um and he was you know useful that was a really cool dynamic yeah no it was a fun game um there were lots of really cool things in there and i think um for me it made me learn a bit more about a gaming uh i guess system that i don't normally get into because it's a little bit like on the same lines as things like dark souls and stuff where it's a very slow pace fighting style you've kind of got to look kind for of grindy a grindy as well yeah you've got to look for a pattern you've got to do a lot of dodging and attacking when you can it's not just all hack and slash consistently which is not really something i think i would naturally go for um but it made me really appreciate it and really enjoy doing it for once which is rare for me um 
I think same for like the weapons that I used because I thought I'd be really into the really fast weapons, like the little jewel swords that they had. But I ended up like having all the lances, which are really slow, like paced, like smashy things. Mm-hmm. But I loved them. Literally, that that was the part that I I struggled with most actually was was the weapons. Like I really I found it hard to use them, and I think what I ended up using in the end was a lot of like the crossbow, arrow, that kind of stuff. Yeah. The range. I don't know why. I just, I couldn't get along with the sword. There was a couple of like the small ones, the little like dual wielding type things. And I got along with those, but yeah, I found the heavy ones really difficult to use. Like I, I thought it was awesome and I loved the design and stuff. I did, I did struggle a bit with that, but yeah, I, um, yeah, the, the arrow, bone arrow was definitely my thing. Yeah. I think the only thing, and the reason I think it's at the very bot, like it's the bottom of my list, um, is that cause we, played a little bit together but i found like although i played it after you guys had kind of worked out how to get everybody into a group it seemed like the biggest ball ache to get people to play together even though the whole point of it was online play multiplayer it was really difficult i remember and i remember like i got to a certain point where i played it a little bit more than you so therefore i couldn't play with you anymore because everything I don't know, I remember, like, cutscenes I couldn't do or you couldn't do or, like, we couldn't get in each other's game. Like, if you don't play exactly together at the same time doing, like, the same missions, I remember it just being awkward. Yeah. And that that bugged me a lot. Yeah, I do remember that being difficult. And I think that's what sort of threw me up a little bit. Yeah, it definitely was more friendly almost towards making you group up with random people who just happen to be on at the same time as you rather than, like, we have when we have a specific group of friends that we play games with at certain times like you said like and yeah. if one of us played more than the other yeah i do remember having a lot of that because i don't think i got to play it as much early on as you guys and i just had to like catch up consistently which is why i've like mm. i think i fell off it eventually um i do really want to go back to it yeah, i kept I it like on my playstation so that i can go back mm. to it so it's like i do well, enjoy let's go it. Back to it all right then let's at go in the future i know right now let's screw off the podcast <laughs> Screw this. Let's go get some fashion on. Sorry, guys. There's going to be like a three... <laughs> There's going to be a three-hour intermission while me and Nikki go play Monster Hunter World. You guys just sit here. That, well, the correct t- the correct name of the game should have been Fashion Hunter, but, you know. Yeah, it's true. Monster Hunter will do. Yeah. Because that is the aim of the game. At the end of the day, <laughs> it is just consistently... To upgrade your weapons and upgrade your armor and kill monsters to do that for the materials to make yourself awesome outfits. Like, that's what it comes down to. Oh, God. At yeah. the bottom of it. Yeah, 100%. That and cat. Yeah. But cat outfits. It's just fashion. Mm. Still fashion. I know. Cat oh, fashion. And you're matching with your cat as well. It was amazing. I also enjoyed that you could collect, like, pets. I mean, it was totally wrong just, like, to taking this animal from the wild and just putting it in your bedroom. But I did enjoy that because I liked being and going into my, you know, house and my room and just having like all these random lizards running around. That's yeah, I think I got a really big toad and kept him in my house. Oh my god, amazing! I think I had a toad as well. I was like, you there? Complete without a toad, right? I'm sad that my house doesn't have a toad right now. And now I'm looking around. We can fix that. (laughs) I know I'm getting you for Christmas. Oh my goodness, that would be amazing. Or we could just have another break right now and off we go find some toads. <laughs> Toad hunters. That's a new game idea right there. I'm going to get my us some nets. We're going to go <laughs> catch some toads. Toad hunters. I hope we don't wear them, though. 
Oh. I don't think that you could make a toad fashion out of toad skin. No. Not that I've tried. <laughs> you in your dungeon making <laughs> toad outfits. You need a lot of toads. You would need a lot of toads. Even just to make like one toad hat. I think me, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to kill the toad, I'd just like put one on my head and wear it as a hat. Like a live toad. We've come so far. <laughs> just talking about what's under and just going outside killing toads and toads. Um Got any facts? You know what? I have no facts. I'm very disappointed oh, in myself. Um, yeah, no facts. I could find literally nothing. It was just all the facts that I found were just, I don't know, like not facts. They were just lots of stuff from like uh, random reviewer things like six facts you should know about Monster Hunter World. And they're all just like yeah. playing crap. And I just, yeah, couldn't find anything. You know, I bet you I can, I bet you I can find one. I bet you could, but you're not going to because you're not going to sit here and Google while it's your turn <laughs> instead of listening to me. Okay. Maybe later we'll get a bonus fact about Monster Hunter. Yeah. If I could do it. Sorry. We need researchers. We need like a researcher where we could click at them, like go, like go, find me this shit. <laughs> right. Well, if if we don't talk about Monster Hunter, I can do my number five. If yeah, let's, let's ready? speed through this. Ready for it. Okay, so my number five is ukulele, which didn't come out this year. Oh, that is so close. It came out last year. It did. Close. I nearly put that on my list. Very, very nearly. Ooh. When did, Do you know when it came out? I'm pretty sure it came out in 2017. Yeah, I, I want to say it was the end of it as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so ukulele. So I'm still kind of in the midst of playing ukulele. I, it's one of those ones that I'll pick up on like a Sunday afternoon if I have the time and it's it's a pretty cool, cool game to just sit and play. Yeah. Um, and I love it because I loved Banjo-Kazooie. Like for me, that was, as a kid, a really difficult but an awesome game that has so much nostalgia attached to it. Mm. So when Ukulele was announced and it was a chameleon, I was just like, this is amazing. Um, and yeah, it's good. I'm enjoying it right now. Yeah. And yeah, unfortunately I haven't got that far into it. Probably only about like two hours. But it's just, this is the problem at the moment. I think I just, I pick up a lot of games. I don't have time to finish them, but I, you know, they're just fun to sit and sit and do. But yeah, awesome game and very cute and really good in the way that it looks. It's very beautiful. Yeah, it's a great game. Um, I have, uh, I finished it, I think last year, which was why I was like, I think I finished it last year or I think I finished it this year and I couldn't quite remember. I'm pretty sure it was last year, which is why it's not in my list. Um, uh. but I loved it. It was a great game. And like you said, it's just, it just catches like what made Banjo and Kazooie so good, um, and just you know modern modernizes. Well, it's just yeah, it's it's a modern three D platformer, which is not something rare you see these days. Like just yeah, well yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gonna, okay, that, that's funny. Um, yeah, and like even just like the music, it's just so reminiscent of Banjo Kazooie as well, and it just. It's it's beautiful in its own way, and it's good in its own way, but it's also, I mean, I don't know if I'd like it as much if I didn't have, like, an attachment to Magic Kazooie, but it's just, yeah, it's just one of those good games to just sit and play um, on, like, a weekend if you've not got much to do. Yeah. You don't want to play too hard and heavy? Yeah, definitely. That's, um, yeah, I think I played a lot of, like, weekends, because it's just, you need something like that um, just to have oh, yeah. as, like, a, almost, like, always an side game. Because there's so many, like, really massive open-world heavy games out, like, consistently that you want to play. But also, you're like... You want something just like 
sometimes. Don't you? Exactly. You just need something where you can come home and play it after you've done a load of shit all day and just be like, oh, I can play for like two hours and I'm not mm. totally drained or all I've done is walk for two minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know the one thing that I, I didn't miss about Banjo Kazooie? Which is the fucking voices. You don't like the voices? <laughs> I think I didn't mind it in Banjo-Kazooie, but I just got along with it less in ukulele. Um, I, I love it in a way that it's nostalgic, but at the same time, I'm just like, what is this messy, gobbledygook language that you're shouting at me? Oh man, I love it. But I do like the trouser snake, though. I just, it took me... <laughs> That's not his name. I just thought you were telling everybody that you just really liked penis. But I knew, no. I suddenly remember... <laughs> I like the trousers. I like this randomly conversation. <laughs> Nikki, we're talking about ukulele. Calm down. No, he's, he's the snake and where's the trousers? Yeah, I'm with you now. He's... Trouser snake. Trouser snake. Dirty mine. Sorry. You did say trouser... No, yeah, the trouser snake. I'm with you now. <laughs> I've caught up. Um, I, I did like him. Um, but yeah, it's cute. I like it. I like eating butterflies. Yeah, because you eat... Oh, no, you don't eat butterflies and then you eat honeycomb. What do you eat? Oh, yeah, I'm playing Spyro, that's why. I'm not going to bring up Spyro again, I swear. <laughs> Wrong game. Oh, my God, you're obsessed. God. It's, not in, it's okay. Um, you, you're having, like, withdrawal symptoms, it's fine. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I have a couple of facts. Oh. Hit me with the not facts. Many. But uh, it was interesting reading about this, actually, and it made me quite happy because I was reading that apparently, um, so the it was on Kickstarter, so when it was, like, announced, um, and it made, like, one million really, really quickly because it was the fastest game ever to reach one million on the platform. Oh, cool. So that was cool. It took literally five hours and 41 minutes to raise, like, its target, um, which is pretty cool. And, yeah, so apparently, like, other projects have gotten there that fast, but it was the only game, so... It's amazing. Yeah. And it was also the it's the highest funded UK based project um in the UK. So that's cool too. I forget that they're a uh, English um, developer. I know, I completely forgot and I had to like double check I was just like, really? And then I was like, Yeah, it's Platonic, isn't it? Yeah. Um so also what was pretty cool as well is um Chris Sutherland voices both Banjo and Kazooie and also voices both UK and Lady. Oh that's cute. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So also relating as well to um, Banjo-Kazooie, which you kind of can't really relate it to. Um, but to spread awareness of the Kickstarter, the composer of Banjo-Kazooie, Grant Kirkhope, uploaded a video to YouTube um, and he was playing Spiral Mountain using a ukulele and a kazoo. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> which I didn't see, but I, I do actually need to see to look at I didn't look at it that night I should have done um, but I thought that was really really awesome yeah and really adorable yeah I'm gonna have so to go check that yeah, out yeah I'm gonna say I'm gonna have to go and find that YouTube video yeah also um, the developers at first when they were making the game were thinking of having a tiger because they're cool instead of a chameleon yeah um, but then they decided that a tiger is like too much of a hero when all this like past characters were more like underdogs so I guess the dopey bear is an underdog yeah and a weird-looking bird. Um, the weird part of this fact, though, is the fact that apparently he even considered having a witch and a broom with eyes before the final decision, which I just thought, I'm really glad you didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's a another well-made decision from a developer. A broom with eyes yeah. just doesn't have 
have it, does it? doesn't it? really have the same personality. No, as like a and a bat. witch. Yeah. It just makes me think of the bad, of Griselda, whatever her name was, from Magic Kazooie. Like, she was a bitch. Yeah, and Gruntilda was not a good good person. Is it Grunty? It was well, Grunty. She was a nightmare. Oh, that was it, yeah. I really fucking hated her when I was younger. Yeah, she was the worst. She just wanted to be yeah. beautiful, though. I know. I know. But Going the wrong way about she it. She wasn't going to be. So she should have got over that. Learned, learned to have a good personality instead. It'd be funny. Exactly, which she didn't have. So really, she was hopeless. But it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I'm over it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, so that was my fifth. That was ukulele, which I'm still in the process of playing. Yeah, awesome. So I'm looking forward to more ukulele times. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that one because that was almost in my backups and almost in my list, but it just fell short slightly. So I'm glad it got mentioned. I didn't realise you finished it. I couldn't remember if you played it or not. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I said, I got it I remember. late last yeah. year sometime and I'm pretty sure I finished it like late last year slash early this year and I couldn't remember which one. Well, I remember we played at EGX, didn't we? We did, yeah. Um, when it was, before it was out, that was... that was Yeah, cool. that was nice. Our memories. Yeah. So, that moves us on to your number four. My number four. So, my number four is um, the start of my, like, indie thing, because I've realised I've got quite a few indie games in my list for uh, this year one, uh, is Rhyme. Uh, did you ever play Rhyme? It was, I think it was No, not really. I don't think I did. Uh, it was free, I think, on PlayStation Network, like PlayStation Plus, uh, Mm -hmm. a little while ago. And I played it weirdly at work during lunch times. Um, so it was really gripping, even though I was playing. Is this this the puzzle? Yes. So you're on like an island. It's like you're you're a small boy and you get shipwrecked on an island after like a big storm. And it's basically just a exploration, puzzly solving kind of game. Um, but it was great. It was just a really lovely game. The story in it, I won't spoil it for anybody. Um, but it's just, it's really beautiful story. It's a lot deeper than you think it's going to be when you start, like, just running around an island as a cute kid, like, chasing foxes and stuff. Um, yeah, it gets quite deep and interesting. So it's definitely a surprising game um for me i think because it didn't go the direction i thought it was gonna go like when i first started playing it it was kind of like started off as just a oh this is like a nice walking kind of simulator like doing all these kind of basic puzzles like nothing crazy new and then the story kind of kicked in and it was yeah it kind of changed it a little bit for me oh yeah i think i need to invest more time into that one because i think i do have it but i just haven't really played it yeah um that's definitely one I have to. Yeah, it doesn't take that long to complete. Like I said, uh, I played it in my lunch times, like at work, and I think I think we did like five sessions, and it was done. So about five hours, maybe, maybe less. Um, you could probably do it less, like if you were just like continually doing it. Um, yeah, it was. That's good. I like a quick game that doesn't take up too much of my time. Yeah, right. I don't have. Uh, again, I think. <laughs> I think it was released last. Yeah, it was released in two thousand seventeen. Um, by Tequila Works, which is a great name for a team. Um, but I do have some facts for this one, which I was excited about. <gasps> Managed to find my facts. Kind of my only facts, I think, of my lists, because I really struggled with 
facts for this list. I think because you've let us all know, down. But I was like, modern games are hard to find facts for. I uh, know. I agree. It's because so much comes up. I yeah. Think. Um. But my first fact is that originally the game was going to be uh, more survivally, um, and you needed to eat and drink and do stuff. It, like had survival game mechanics in it. Um. To survive on this island basically uh and the guy the main boy in it was going to be a bit more i guess hardcore he was going to be a little bit stronger and a little bit more fighty because mm-hmm. obviously he had to be like surviving on this island by himself as a kid um and it kind of leads me into my next fact is that they um they ended up having this initial idea for this game and then um Microsoft kind of dropped it because they weren't they weren't really impressed with it. They were kind of like, yeah, it's cool, but it's nothing crazy or new. So the developers were like, right, we've got to think much deeper and much crazier about what, you know, what this game could be and what, you know, what could happen. Which leads me on to my story about the creative director, uh, which is called, and I'm going to ruin his name, so I'm so sorry, is uh, Raul <laughs> Roberto Monares. Uh, he was. Oh, you did okay. Yeah, it was okay. We just, and then we actually hear how it's supposed to be said, and then I've done all the play. Um, but he <laughs> he was dating a girl back when he was younger, um, and they were swimming in the sea in uh, Spain because it's a Spanish made game, and um, they were about really far out, about a kilometer out from the shore, and he was getting really tired, but he wanted to keep impressing this girl, so he was like, oh, I'm getting a bit tired, but she was like, ah, I want to carry on, we'll just swim out to that boy, like, that boy out there, and then we'll... Come on, you pussy. Yeah, right, and then we'll swim back, and he was like, okay, fine, and wanting to impress her, he was like, when we get to the boy, I can just kind of grab on, and just kind of float there for a while and catch my breath, um, and when they got out there, it was, like, too slippy and stuff to hold on to, so he couldn't uh, hold on to it, Aww. so he started to panic. And he was like, oh, he turned to the girl and he was like, hey, I don't think I'm going to make this back to shore by myself. And she was like, okay. And then she turned around and swam off. Um, so he then... Oh my God. <laughs> so, what a fish. So he was then alone, panicking. And then he started what? to drown. Like, actually Wait, why? drown we in the sea. We need to talk about what she just did. Yeah. He was like, hey, I'm probably going to die here unless you help me. She goes, okay, bye. <laughs> I know it was a bit crazy. Apparently, later on, it turns out she thinks he was joking um, when he said that. But yeah, so he's just sat in the sea, (laughs) panicking. Actually, starts to drown. Kind of has this thought of thing where he just accepts his fate. Accepts he's gonna die. He's like thinking how stupid it is that he's dying this way. Um, And then he suddenly had this this thought about his parents receiving the news and that he was really sad about it because he didn't want them to suffer and he wanted to tell them it was okay and it was a beautiful kind of sad thought um and at that point luckily someone the girl who he was on the date with brother swam out and rescued him and brought him back to sea and brought him back to the shore maybe you should date him right that's what i was thinking um and uh yeah apparently they then got married so they're now married Apparently that was fine. What, the brother? Yeah, no, not the ba- brother. <laughs> oh, that would have been a beautiful I was story. For him. I know. No, the girl he was dating, um, and the guy. What? Yeah. Oh, now I feel bad because I just called his wife a bitch. But at the end of the day, I mean, she... if someone's like, don't joke about that stuff. Like he was clearly 
not joking. Well, yeah, she just thought he was joking about it and just swam off thinking like, oh, he'll be fine. He'll catch up. And um, yeah, never, never caught up. Wow. Well, well done him for forgiving her for that. Right. It's... Which is a beautiful story. But then, so using the story, he kind of repressed the thoughts and the horrible, you know, remembering that he drowned and stuff um and all these horrible thoughts about his parents and then trying when trying to think about how they could make rhyme you know a better story and more interesting um he was having a conversation with his writer and it all just came back out and he just suddenly remembered this story about him drowning and his accepting of grief um and they kind of took that tone and that feeling and made more of the game with it so it was like a beautiful story with a lovely ending of making games, but at the same time, horrendous. That is a, that is a nice story, but yeah, also incredibly, incredibly sad, but I'm incredibly happy that he's alive right. and didn't die. Yeah. So that's good. It made a good game out of it, so. Exactly. So all you need to do now, guys, is if you want to make good games, is just have a near-death experience. And personally, if I was in that marriage, I would never let her forget that she nearly killed me. I'd be like... I'm not making dinner tonight. You can make it. And then if she's like, meh, then I just be like, well, do you remember that time where you, you know, nearly killed me? And we just win every single argument. It would be great. Blackmail. That's your method. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, now you put it like that. <laughs> now, <laughs> I sound like a horrible person. Now, now I point out what you're doing is it's got a name. God damn. It's okay. We were going to get, we were going to get to my flaws at some point in this podcast series. So yeah. Why not let them out now? <laughs> we were going to discover your true self. It only took three episodes. <laughs> um, but no, that's a lovely story. And I think, yeah, I'm glad that Raul is okay. Yeah, Raul, Raul did okay. And like I said, it's a beautiful game. Um, it's really fun um, just to sit and play for a couple of hours. So I would recommend trying to play it if you haven't. Yeah. And that's my f- number four. Sweet. What is your number four? <clears throat> so my number four is... Um, I'm kind of doing. I'm doing a U right now Ooh. because it's a Crash Insane trilogy, ah. which came out in 2017. I remember rightly, yeah. but I didn't properly pick it up until a little while ago. Um, I just started playing it, and I fucking love it. Yeah. And obviously, we've spoken about Crash. Crash is a great game. I don't feel like I need to go into like all the dynamics of Crash Bandicoot because obviously, it's just a it's a remaster, a really good remaster of of the three of the three first games. Yeah, um, bloody hard, especially like the first one. The first one was difficult, but for some reason, when it switched over to like new, got like next gen, like PlayStation Four for me, or you know Xbox One, whatever, yeah. it just seems more difficult. And I don't know whether it's because they were always really, really difficult, but for some reason, like playing it now you're like oh god but then maybe it's just because it had to be a challenge um, back then well actually no it is they actually made it harder accidentally um oh, really? yeah there was uh, how did you do that accidentally well uh, from what i remember when it first came out a lot of people were complaining that it was too hard and um i remember there being a story and someone investigated the hitboxes or crash's hitbox in particular and when they remastered it they changed his hitbox from being uh rectangle like a big rectangle over him to a more pill shape mm. so that when you now get closer to an edge you will slide off faster because you're you don't have as much overhang as you used to um on edges so everything feels a little short and when you don't right. quite land on something you'll slip off 
now rather than kind of just all like just about land on it where you used to and i think also they they changed the height of his jump which all of these like little differences made the game feel totally different and made it feel harder that was what i heard and read and things. yeah that, that makes sense because it does feel more difficult not that it's not a bad thing because i do i'm enjoying the challenge if i'm honest like i am enjoying how frustratingly hard it is sometimes when you're trying to like do this tiny little bit and then you've lost all your lives and you're just like shit back to the beginning and you have to do it all over yeah fucking again it's it's great love it i, I do mean that when i, say <laughs> I was that. gonna say you totally <laughs> sound like you're having the best time but yeah the first one i'm enjoying but didn't play that one as much back in the day the second and third one i did play a bit more um so i'm excited to get to like more more of those parts but i have like sort of dipped in and out for those um but yeah it's just it's awesome crush bandicoot will always be a fave of mine and I've, i talked about him last time so i'm not gonna it's like yeah it's your spiral all over again it's like we could just never let go yeah we will just keep bringing them up until <laughs> someone complains but yeah, yeah. we'll whittle um, the same two games you know best part of this though was because i couldn't end up using all of my crash facts last week and we did the playstation one top playstation one games because i had so many that i had to cut some facts out but now i get to use some of my cut facts from the last episode so oh shit yeah that's the only reason <laughs> oh, shit, man. it's the only reason you pick crash again isn't it just so you could use up some facts no it's no to be fair it was only one fact it was a really good fact and i was sad that i, that I left it out so i was like yes um but no it's, it is in there because i it is just one of those games i've played that i'm just like this is cool to be honest if i'd played Spyro, maybe that would have been in my top five but as we said, time and money, it's difficult when you are an adult and you're trying to live. Yeah, right. But uh, some of my facts. Let's let's go into what we're all here oh, for. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of, like, cute little Easter eggs in, in Insane Trilogy. One of them is apparently when you leave Coco Idol, her phone plays um, the, her own theme from Crash 2. It's a ringtone. Oh, cute. Cute. I do love Coco. Yeah. Um, and also in regards to like little Easter egg bits, uh, I know that you haven't played much Uncharted, but there is this whole, not like spoiling anything, but in Uncharted 4, a lot of people that have played it will know there's like a scene where Nathan Drake and, I can't remember the life of what her name is, doesn't matter, irrelevant, <laughs> they're playing um, <laughs> Crash, so I think, I don't know if it was Crash 1 or 2, um, but they're like playing it in their house. It's really, it's really cool. Like when when I was playing that and that first happened, I was like, "This is fucking awesome!" Such a naughty dog. Um, well, apparently in the Crash Two intro, Coco is watching a playthrough of Uncharted Four, where she's like specifically watching the part where they're playing the original Crash Bandicoot. That's so like fucking crass inception. Oh, it's, it's like cool. so meta, it hurts. So, I did, <laughs> I did know that fact actually because yeah. that's kind of how everyone yeah. guessed that Crash was being uh, brought back to life, right? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I thought that was cool how they kind of included that in yeah. there. I thought that was a nice little, like, yeah. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, that is a nice one. Um, and next, next fact is regarding Stormy Ascent, which I don't know if you know, is a level that was, like, taken out of the original PS1 version. I'm not sure why. I feel like it was because it was too hard. Because, honestly, fucking, I've tried it on the Instant Trilogy, and I can't get past, like, the first minutes. There's just these steps that I can't jump up, and it's like, this is just ridiculous yeah. it's designed to be impossible this is just i mean I, there's probably people that have done it and i'm just terrible but it's so difficult yeah. anyway that's uh 
that's in Ensign Trilogy. But um, apparently the only way that you would have been able to play that on the PS1 is if you um, did like a Game Shark code. Yeah. Since the data was in the disc, it wasn't actually a level, which I thought was like, uh, I miss those days where you get like secret, secret things. Yeah. Like I remember my old master system, if you didn't put a cartridge in it and you just turned it on, you would have a game in it like installed in the console and that was Alex the yes. Kid. So we didn't own Alex the Kid, but it was yeah. Yeah. That. I did yeah, you're right. I remember that one. But I yeah, it's you just miss those kind of weird things they used to put in. Like they weren't really Easter eggs, they were just kind of extra random stuff. Yeah. That you just had to find. Or well, the internet just told you where they were. Yeah. Oh yeah. Stupid internet. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's Stormy Ascent, which I will, I'm determined to try and do a bit more, but Jesus Christ, that's just, I understand why they took that out. Um, and this is my bonus fact that I didn't put in my last crash, um, top five, which is, um, so he has his, you know, Crash has his place in the gaming world, but he also has his place in the scientific world. So, um, paleontologists basically named an entire subspecies of extinct bandicoot after Crash Bandicoot. Oh, that is really cute. So they are literally called the Crash Bandicoot, <laughs> which I was just like, this is awesome because I just, I love the fact that scientists can be like just video game geeks. I love it. Yeah. I'm like, it's just, it, there's not enough. There's not enough of them. I hope they made them tiny so. shorts. <laughs> well, they're extinct. Oh. So you yeah, can put them on, you know, the bones. <laughs> That would just be creepy and weird. Don't do that. All these really scientific papers and just all the pictures of them. They're just... <laughs> this little pant. <laughs> trying to force feed them apples, even though they're dead. <laughs> just throwing apples at this collection of bones. Why won't you eat them? <laughs> Level up. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, so that, that was a fact I'm really glad I got to say. That's a good fact. Because that's cool. Yeah. Kind of combines if your... they weren't Yeah. I was going to say, it almost combines your two loves of animals and video games, but these ones are dead. Well, I still like dead animals. Wait, that's weird. I just mean, like, I like the history <laughs> and science, like, oh. extinct animals. You've said it now. <laughs> I, like, I don't like dead animals. It's like the opposite of what you like. <laughs> I like ones that are living, but you know, extinct ones are cool you're, too. You're not biased. <laughs> I don't judge you for dead or alive. I like you either way. I'll make That's you always... pay for blue shorts if you want. I, I don't mind. <laughs> Give you an apple. Do you want an apple? Anyway, that's a good end to my number four. Yeah, that's a that is that's a good good end. Good job. Good good yeah. pick as well. My. I'm just going to move straight on. My number three uh, is The Flame and the Flood. I don't know if you ever played that. You don't know what that is? Oh, it was... So, again, it's... um, It was a game... It's a kind of survival game. uh, And you play as this character called Scout, and she has a dog. And the idea is you're kind of trying to get your raft down all the backwaters of, like, a... It's, like, post-social societal america it's a little bit post-apocalyptic and there's been this great flood and you're take your raft down the river and you have to see how far down the river you can get because you hear that there's like a utopia utopia sorry down the end 
of the borders uh, and you can upgrade your raft and you can craft lots of survival stuff and you kind of always have to take on there's wolves and bears and other creatures that you kind of have to either avoid or try and take on and hunt um and the art style in it is beautiful um it's really nicely done um and it is yeah it's just a great game um it was another crowdfunding one i think quite a few of mine are crowdfunding based actually but um, I will try and show this to you, Nikki. Um, I've got it on PC. That's what I played it on. I think I've also got it on Xbox because I think I got it twice. Um, just because that's how much I really enjoyed that game. Um, yeah, it's just an awesome game. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, even if you don't really like survival games, I think it's a good one. Um, I'm not a huge survival game person. I don't have a lot of patience, I think, for most survival stuff. But this... I don't know what it was about it. Probably like more art style and things. Um, and it was kind of more on the edge, I would say, of a slightly easier survival. It's not as quite as unforgiving as some. And like you don't craft a huge, huge amount of items. It's like kind of almost a sensible amount of items. And there's yeah. a story to it. Uh, and you meet characters and things. So it's a little bit more story based than just an open ended survival like arc and those kind of ones. And uh, yeah, it was just really good. And the soundtrack is amazing. It's by Chuck Reagan. And I listen to that, like, most weeks while I'm at work. It's just a really nice kind of bluesy, bluesgrass thing. So I would check that out, even if Aww. you're not going to play the game. It's a really good s- soundtrack. Yeah. Um, so this is one reason why I'm glad we do this, because I get to learn about games that I haven't played. And I want to play it. Exactly. Good. Yeah. Um, I will definitely send you lots of links. And, uh, yeah, maybe even post it on Twitter or something later for all the listeners, because it was great. That would be uh, good. Yeah. So my one Did you fact, get fact I managed oh. to get one fact about it. It's not really even a fact because I did struggle. Um it was crowdfunded um because the the um studio who made it is called the Molasses Flood and they were a brand new studio kind of thing when they made The Flame and the Flood. And they are the reason the art and stuff is so good is the art director is an old Bioshock uh member and a lot of the team that made it are all old Bioshock and Halo veterans uh, used to make those games. So when I think just before or when uh, the Bioshock company what was it? Infinite Games shut yeah. down? Uh, they branched off and started a crowdfunding and made this game. Um, yeah, yeah, so it's all made by them. It's very pretty. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely have to check it out. So my number three is uh, didn't come out this year again but i did actually play it this year around christmas january time i think uh because it was a great great game to play around that time is uncharted lost legacy Ooh. which i love the uncharted games as i've obviously spoken about before yeah um i was not too sure about the, what lost legacy was gonna be like because as far as i was aware i it looked like a dlc and it sounded like it was gonna be a dlc but it was in itself a standalone game but I remember just like just being generally confused because I was like, this just sounds nuts if they've just made like an entire game off the back of um, Uncharted Thief's End. But they did, and it was awesome. And I remember when I picked it up, I was sort of just playing it thinking like, oh, this is just going to last like a couple of hours. This isn't going to be that long. I'm sure it will be over soon. But it, it didn't. It just kept going. And like realizing how much time and effort they put into this game, I just, it was just so good. And I'm so glad it wasn't really long. It wasn't obviously like the full size of an Uncharted game, but in itself, it was this really awesome little package that was just kind of like surprising for me. And 
I love Chloe anyway from Uncharted. She's a badass bitch. And Claudia Black is like just a goddess in her own way. Oh, is that her voice um, actress? Yeah. So oh, Chloe's from Uncharted awesome. is voiced by Claudia Black. Amazing. Um, and Claudia Black has always been like a heroine of mine since I was like younger and I watched Farscape like, yeah. and Stargate and stuff. So <laughs> ever since then I'm just like, she does anything she does, I'm just like in awe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was all it was all revolved around Chloe and Nadine as well, who was also in A Thief's End. But yeah, so it was from her perspective, which is really interesting because although you do play as like Elena and other characters and Sully and stuff, I should not get to play Sully. But uh, in like the other Uncharted games, yeah, the fact that this whole game was revolved around playing as Chloe was just yeah, it was loved it, oh, awesome. and it was just so well made that. It was obviously done on the same engine as Uncharted at the end, but it was just beautiful. Like the scenery, the landscapes, the environment, it was just so well done. And they put so much effort into it, considering it wasn't like a full Uncharted game. It just, yeah, it had to be in my top five because it was just, in the ending as well, I was not going to say what happens, but it was just so, just so good. Yeah. And there's a lot of characters that pop up as well, obviously, from Thief's End. I'm not going to spoil it because I don't want to, you know, if no one's played it yet. Um, a few characters pop up. And it's just it's just a lovely little like, add-on if you're not sort of if you don't feel done with Uncharted, which I never will be. It's <laughs> just a nice game to just sit and and sort of get back into the Uncharted world. And yeah, it was it was so good, yeah. so good. It, it wasn't disappointed anyway. And there's a scene as well, which I don't know if I might have screenshotted to you at the time actually, where um you're in like the jungle, which is where I want to be anyway, and uh, you come across a load of elephants, Asian elephants, oh, and it's really? just this beautiful scene that's done so well and you're like in this like watery landscape you get to ride elephant too but it's more kind of like you're saving it it's saving you it's not like you know yeah you're not being mean for anything and, uh, and you end up in this little like waterfall area with all these elephants that are just like chilling and you get to like wander around and i just like i remember i was just in heaven i was like this is so good i just loved it and um I think there's, I, there's like a camera mode, like you kind of get on like Last of Us and other yeah. games and other games where obviously you can like take pictures. I just took so many. I was like, I'm never going to look at these ever again. <laughs> but I'm going to take all these cool photographic pictures because I was like, it's just, it's one of those moments where you're like, I know other people would be experiencing this too, but for now, like what I'm seeing, like it's just magical. Yeah, it's just too <laughs> it's just too it. pretty not to take pictures of because I think because you yeah. know I haven't really played any of the Uncharted games and I the ones I really want to play I've just never gotten around to playing them, um, but I know how pretty they are from like screenshots and seeing people yeah. play it and stuff like that and Naughty Dog do the last ones yeah, yeah they do just such a good job with making it look amazing. Yeah, it's it was just outstanding. Um, I don't think there's anything else to say about it, really, but it was just, yeah, the storyline was good. There was nothing wrong with that, and the graphics were good. But with me, any Uncharted game, like they never really go wrong with the story. This one, obviously, was more of a risk, I thought, because I was kind of like, well, if Nathan's not, you know, the driving protagonist in it, this is, this is scary. But yeah, they nailed it, and it was good to see and sort of like see Chloe's personality from a different perspective as well. Um, and understand her a bit more as a character. So there was a lot of character development in it too, which was really good. Amazing. So I only got a couple of facts, oh. um, which are fairly obvious what the first one is. So originally the game was going to be a bonus DLC for Thief's End, which is yep. kind of what everyone thought yep. was going to happen. 
Uh, but they obviously just decided to make a standalone game, which I thought was a really good idea because if that was a DLC, like that's a big fucking DLC. Yeah. Because uh, they had like all of the, you know, I, I know you haven't played too much, but if you imagine like in games where they have the sort of like side quests where you collect things and you like do other little bits, like the fact that they had side quests, like that makes it not a DLC. Right. Almost. Yeah. When it's longer than just one small game, yeah, it definitely doesn't sound yeah. DLC like. Yeah. Which was pleasantly surprising. Amazing. Um, when it was in development and being discussed, apparently there was a lot of discussion about who it should be about. So um, Sully and Sam were discussed, which I'm sad there isn't a DLC with Sam in it. Because mm-hmm. he's amazing. And I'm pretty sure he's Troy Baker. And I'm going to feel really bad if he's Nolan North because I always get really confused when I between the voice acting. But I'm pretty sure Sam is Troy Baker and I'm going to put money on that. And I freaking love Troy Baker. So that's awesome. Um, if they did do it, if they did do it with Sam, but Sam does pop up in Lost Legacy, so that's that's bonus. Um, I don't want to say who else it was going to be about potentially because that spoils the end of <laughs> Uncharted, so I'm not going to do that. So you'll never know. Um, so that's oh, sad fact. Sad fact to end this. This number three oh, no. is said to be the last game of the Uncharted series. Really, very sad. I thought they would do at least one more with Nathan and then call it quits. I think they're done with it. Yeah. I think if you, if you, the end of, of Thief's End, like it, I mean, it's called Thief's End. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like it's an ending. Um, <laughs> the, it, the clue it is in the name. Does, <laughs> it kind of does end. Yeah. And there is definitely room for something else to happen there, whether it be called Uncharted, I don't know. We can hope. We can hope and dream that yeah. there'll be another Uncharted game. But that it does say, this is said to be, it doesn't say this is, so we can all hope and pray. Yeah, I guess we don't know what they're doing over there at Naughty Dog, other than Last of Us 2. But, yeah. Yeah. That would be nice. But yeah, I really need to get around to playing them, for sure. You do. You really do. Yeah. But, Awesome. But I'm glad you liked that one, even though it wasn't a main game, which is always a testament, I think, to yeah. game series when Oh yeah, totally. When even the side things that are like related but not quite there are still just as awesome. I just feel like yeah, they just they're so good and they, there's almost like there was no way to go wrong. I have I have a lot of faith in them. I won't lie, a lot of faith in them. Yeah, and they've not let me down thus yet. Awesome. So yeah, what's your number two? Oh my god, number two already. I know we're flying through these. So my number two is another uh, indie game. Uh, it is Moonlighter by Digital Sun. Okay. Um. I don't know if you heard or have played this game. Uh, it's I don't have any idea what you're talking about. Oh, good. Another one I can introduce you to. Um, it is a pixel dungeon crawler. Kind of feels a bit like playing an old school Zelda game, like a you know one of the first yeah. Zeldas where you're kind of going through a dungeon and it's that kind of top-down isometric, almost yeah. isometric look. Um, and it's the pixel art in it is beautiful, but you also run a shop. So... During the day, you run your shop um, and you craft stuff. And then at night time, you go to the dungeon to find supplies for your shop. So all the stuff that you gather and all the like little weird artifacts that you gather in the dungeons, you then bring into your shop. And then you run the shop like an actual shop 
mechanic type thing. You have to set all your so prices. So much like my life. <laughs> right? It's amazing. It's such an interesting concept of mixing those two, but it works so well. Um, it sounds really interesting, and I'm very intrigued by this, because anything where you can like collect things and then sell them just sounds awesome. Yeah, it's, it's an awesome game. You get weirdly super sucked into it as well. It's definitely one of the games where you yeah. always play it way longer than you mean to, because you keep saying, like, oh, I'll just do one more uh, day, I'll do one more dungeon run, and then I'll sell the stuff, and then that's it, I'll stop playing, and then those days... It's just... like me on Stardew Valley, right. to be honest. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, oh, one more day. Yeah, or The Sims, or Civs. I always yeah. find Civilization is the worst game for that. But um, yeah, it's it's just a really fun game. Like the dungeon crawling is really fun and engaging. It's just kind of a little hack and slash uh, with all the really hard monsters. And it's not easy. It's quite difficult. And you kind of keep having to go back every day and get new weapons and new stuff so that you can craft better stuff so you can get further in the dungeon um, and all that kind of stuff. But the art style and it's beautiful it's like the best pixel art i've seen for a while because i get really funny about pixel art because there was a series of time fairly recently i think within the last year two years where like everything was pixel art because it kind of came back and it was cool retro to make your game pixel art and i kept on getting really annoyed because people would make these beautiful like painted cover photos for like their steam or like their gog stuff and then you'd click on it going oh that's a really cool art style and then it would be a pixel game and i'd be like damn it this is not what i thought you were selling but (laughs) moonlighter just has it kind of is pixel but it's just as beautiful as any of the painted versions of it it's just a really kind of modern feeling one um yeah it's great and i have to say as a bonus thing it's UX and UI and it is beautiful. It's great. Like it's one of those things where anytime you want to get to an area in the game that you need to be, because it's quite a lot of menus because you've got to like organize int- inventories and that kind of thing in the shop. Like anytime you need a link to an area, like a new inventory, you have it. Like it's just there. They've just thought about it and it makes me very happy. <laughs> I, th- I think it's good to add that if anyone that doesn't know that Steph is a UI designer, so she gets aroused by UI systems. Yeah, anything UI or UX, like anything user interface based, I'm just all about. So you'll he- <laughs> usually hear me get very pumped about that. I remember the other day you said something about mini maps, and I can't remember what that was about, but I think you hate mini maps. Oh, I remember. fuck, don't get me started on my hatred for mini maps. They all need to die. In fact, no. I don't understand. Let's have the seminar. It's okay. <laughs> They. <laughs> Do you need your PowerPoint presentation out? I, I know it all off by heart. No. Uh, yeah, the minimap is just the worst worst piece of UI. It's not useful. You can do better stuff. Anyway, that's all I'm saying I on it. I personally like a minimap, but that's okay. No, that's because someone hasn't come up with a better thing for you. UI designer was lazy and went, I can't oh. be bothered to invent a system in which it's better. There are better versions of it. No, you started me off. We're getting we're getting distracted. Um, <laughs> Sorry. You don't, Do you any facts you don't about, know uh, any better, Nikki. Um, I, yeah. Jesus. So sorry. <laughs> this isn't an intervention. It's okay. You know when you just hit the wrong point? You've just, you've jabbed me in a nerve. You poked the bear, is I what know. you did. I did it intentionally. I know you did. To make good podcast entertainment. <laughs> just me. I don't think it's going to be a good podcast of me just randomly yelling at you for like an hour about why I hate minimaps. I'm. We should. We should do top five minimap games. Why? Why do you want to hurt me? What's wrong with you? I personally like the minimap in Borderlands. 
Yeah, well, the less said about Borderlands you are, the better. I'm, I'm really just trying to just trying to piss you yeah, off. I know. So I don't know what you're doing. Tell us some facts. It's tearing us apart. Um, I really, again, I struggled to find uh, a lot of facts. However, I found one that I enjoyed. <laughs> so, uh, the Switch version of the game. It came out, this game came out this year, actually. It came out in May. And the Switch version of it was a little bit after that. I can't remember exactly when the Switch version of it came out, but it um, in that release they kind of added some little bits and bobs, like some little changes. And there is a bird in the town uh, that just kind of hangs out. And if you annoy this bird and like stab it with your knife or you know go over and kick it, uh, a horde of Not very nice. I know, right? It's it's fair. A horde of these birds will surround you and bug you until you like enter. Uh, a building which is always a really nice it's like Zelda. exactly it's a lovely little like nod to zelda and how annoying and the so, chickens yeah, it's like when you piss off the chickens and then they just murder you yeah exactly it's that everyone loves to kick a chicken in video games <laughs> i will add in video games i always did it by accident like i never did it intentionally and then it was just like oh my god why is he angry why is he pecking at my face make him stop i'm sorry yeah right you kicked the chicken by accident no. It was in a village. It was an act. Yeah, that's what you like to tell us. Sometimes I just like to swing my sword around, okay? Just happen. <laughs> I'm just going to swing my sword around, and if you get hit, <laughs> it's your own fault. Pretty much. Yeah. Good logic. But anyway, that, that's, a, that's a good fact. I like yeah. that. It's my nice little fact, but it's a great game. Um, I'm still playing it now. I haven't finished. There's like four dungeons to do and I'm like halfway through them. But it's definitely a game, like you say about ukulele, that I pick up when I'm feeling about doing something like little... Because you can play it for... Like I said, you can play it for a really long time because you get sucked in, but you are able to just do like a couple of days. You can kind of jump back in again, can't you? Like with some games that I find, like admittedly, I started a lot of games this year that aren't on my list, but I just... I would leave them for so long because I couldn't get back into them because I was busy or something. And then when I did eventually get back in, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to start again because I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, um, yeah that happened a lot to me and I hate <laughs> that. So ukulele and games like that are good because you can just jump back in and just yeah. get from where you were. Yeah, definitely. Moonlight has definitely got that because there is a story, but it's not something you need to drastically try and remember. It's, you know, um, or as far as I know, it could get more in depth. But yeah, it's just, it's just a fun game. It's just a really fun game. So that's my was my number two awesome you've uh you've actually said quite a lot that have been released this year i haven't I'm quite i'm quite behind in times i think 2019 will be my, my year to play the 2018 games that i wanted to yeah for sure i would have to go back and do <laughs> always a year behind we'll just do a delayed year in review yeah because to be fair yeah. there are so many games that came out this year um that i've wanted to play that i know are amazing and I just haven't yeah. gotten the time yet to play them. Like I really want to play the new God of War, and I haven't had the time to play it. Um, well, I was thinking, I was listening actually to a, another video game podcast the other day, and they were saying about how it's so difficult when you hit a certain age because you just don't have the time, like you did, like when you were studying or you're at you know, uni or like college or whatever. Like you just, it becomes so difficult to play games, and you don't you just wish that you treasured that time, like especially when you're at uni. To play, because I played so much, so many games when I was studying. Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't know how I didn't fail my degree, but... <laughs> and now, like, when you work full-time, it's like, 
you try so hard to get that time to play but it just it's so difficult yeah you've just got to kind of cram it in as much as possible like mm-hmm. i play stuff on my lunch breaks like i play stardew valley on my lunch breaks most days just because i'm like yeah well, that's because you work in a fucking games development company bitch but it's literally only like an hour that i get to do that like the rest of the time i actually have <laughs> I to know, do it, work it's awesome though. i get very jealous that you could just like go into a room and just like have a console and just play i wish that they do that in my work but no one fully understands video games there. Yeah, so they'll learn. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's difficult. It's difficult to to fit the time in to play all the games that we want to play. But we'll get there. Yeah, definitely, we'll get. There. So my number two mm. is I don't know if you've played this. I can't remember. You probably have. Is Life is Strange Before the Storm? Uh, I have not played that one. I've played the first one. I've not played yeah. that one. Yeah. So this one was like a prequel. Um, which included, it was all about Chloe yeah. prior to the events of Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. So, and it was awesome. And I picked up like wanting to play it for so long, but I was waiting till like all the episodes were out and I was like, I'll just buy it once it's all. I think it came out in 2017. It would have been released by episodes, but I just played it all in one yeah. go. And oh, it was just a glorious, glorious time. It's, I love it when you have one of those games that's so story based and just completely absorbs you that you're just like excited to play it in the day yeah. and it was definitely one of those for me and I was completely hooked even though I knew kind of what was going to happen because of what happened in Life is Strange and it was a prequel it was just Life is Strange was such a good game as it was to be able to again it's kind of like Lost Legacy with Uncharted it's finding an element of that game and another game and just going back into it like you know it's like if you could replay a game again in your life like you never played it it's like that way very nice yeah and it's always like a really to relive the experience yeah it's always a really interesting thing to manage to suck people into a story even though they know how it ends like prequels are difficult to do yeah but yeah if you get it right they're great yeah it, i definitely you need to play it for sure um so i think i enjoyed it most just because any well, all elements of life is strange that kind of base game i suppose but the storytelling was incredible it was really emotional soundtrack was amazing just like it was on life is strange the soundtrack was just so good like i immediately just like end up just like youtubing and stuff and listening to the soundtrack loads it's just the atmosphere just the way it all plays out like a story is just yeah it's really beautiful and the voice acting is really good too um and the character development as well because you get to kind of see chloe from a different perspective yeah. so what she is in, in the later game she's a little bit she's just she's a bit younger a little bit more naive in this in this part of it and it's just it's just a really nice thing, to see, especially when I, I liked Chloe a lot. Yeah. So to be able to kind of see everything from Chloe's perspective was was really good. Nice. I liked it. <laughs> you liked it a lot. Um, well, she was one of your top <laughs> protagonists, right, Chloe? Well, no, she was going oh, to she be. Was in the back she up. was in the. Run- I know we spoke about her briefly, but yeah, we did. We did speak about her a little bit. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, and I know that obviously they made a second life a strange game which i haven't actually touched upon at all have they released but, uh, it i was never sure life is strange 2 isn't isn't it released i'm pretty sure it's it probably released. is or maybe an episode's out we really should know this i feel like people a lot of people were talking about it but yeah the free again it's uh one they released is out right um uh, the captain fantastic is it captain it's not captain fantastic that's a movie uh, um I don't know. Yeah. I need to research this because <laughs> <laughs> I'm so behind. Why are we even doing videos podcast? We don't know any. We, we know nothing. <laughs> but please tell I know, us. I mean, just, I know just tweet us and tell me so I know. Yeah, please do. Because I don't got the time. That would be lovely. Please, please be our research, <laughs> and we'll just tell you what we're gonna what we're yeah. gonna need. 
make my life easier for me, please. I just know all the games from the 90s, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I can give you facts about Croc. He likes pee. <laughs> but I don't know what games are coming out this year. <laughs> yeah, see, we have no, we have hardly any facts for the ones this year. All the old ones. Okay. Look how we've got P. I mean, we've got Sonic's ass. I mean, I've got two facts for for Before the Storm, but you know, I knew what fucking vegetable crop like. Most. I bet you don't. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I bet you don't know what vegetable Chloe likes. Do you? Bit of no clue. I see her as a broccoli gal. Mm. But it's a guess. It's not a fact. True. Where where is the fact person who made those forums for Croc now? Because we need him to get us some good facts about these games. Yeah. New games need facts. He good. clearly just retired after that. It was a lot of facts. I think if I had that many facts but come out of say. me, I'd just retire. <laughs> True. I must say, there is a website that I'm constantly using called, uh, I think it's TV Tropes. And uh, that website saves my life when it comes to finding facts. So thanks, TV Tropes. <laughs> Great shout out to TV Tropes and their amazing facts. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the It's true. Um anyway, so <laughs> like that. Oh. Uh so when they were in development of making um the game, I don't I think this is actually I'm assuming this is before the I don't think this was during Life is Strange development, yeah. but um they had they had code names for Chloe and Rachel. And I mentioned this one just because um one of them is my name. So they originally like were calling them Jessica and Nikki. Ah. So uh, and apparently like it was like pre-production, maybe so that no one like figured out what they were doing. I'm not sure, but apparently hints at Rachel's original name Jessie can still be found in the game files. So I thought it was just pretty cool. So I was like, that's my name. That's a cool fact now because it's about me. That's yeah. That's your <laughs> favorite fact. My favorite fact you've ever found because it's got your name in it. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> another fact, which is my second fact, I said I don't have very much, is um, yeah. it's just like in the first series of, sorry, first season of Life is Strange, which I didn't realise this, which is cool because I'm going to look into it a bit more. Apparently all the car licences in the game often make references to pop culture series, TVs and film, TVs, TV and film. Um, and apparently Frank's licence in the game is a reference to Breaking Bad and also in the parking lot of Blackwell. Um, Chloe's car, I think. I think it's Chloe actually, but it spells Katniss uh, on one of them as well. So it just seems to have like plotted around all the. So that's definitely a thing. If like you're going to play it, just like look out for some of the uh, car license names. That's it's a lot of yeah. them. Yeah, a lot of name facts again. We like a good name fact. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and that's my facts, really. I sorry, I don't have them. No, it's fine. I I've really well and truly failed with a lot of my facts this evening. So you're doing well. Yeah, but no, full song, great game. Wish I could play it again. Apparently there's a little, another segment as well, actually. There's like an extra episode, which I didn't have because I didn't order the special version yeah. or something, which one day I will get around to playing. I might play like them in order one day, chronological yeah. order. So before the storm and then Life is Strange and and do that jazz. But yeah, good game. Awesome. Out of 10. <laughs> Nikki score. 10 out of 10 Nikki's. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I like that as a rating. <laughs> five out of five Nikki's. Give this one Nikki. 
Um, so, oh my god, are we on top one we already? We have, like, just hightailed it through the world of games of 2018 that we've played. Oh, I'm really from 2018, but it's okay. No. Yeah, the, <laughs> that we've played. I don't care about anybody else. <laughs> didn't forget that bit. <laughs> there are games of 2018. Yes. Doesn't matter if they were released 10 years ago. Yeah, I don't want to... If I only got around to play it. I don't want to hear no shit about the fact that I haven't mentioned Red Dead 2. <laughs> I'm getting to it. <laughs> I haven't even played Red Dead 2. I'm getting to it. Maybe I'll get it in 2020. Maybe I won't. Who knows? You'll just have to wait and see. Alright? Calm <laughs> your roles, people. We never said that we were going to be current. Yeah, that's just your assumption. <laughs> God. We anyway, were just insulting one. the one fan that we have. Um, I know. <laughs> All right, number one. Let us let us end my list and go with my number one for this year was Nino Kuni Two, Revenant Kingdom. Yeah, I knew that. I played that game a lot. I think the thing is, it was like I will say straight off the bat, it wasn't as good as the first one. The first Nino Kuni is probably one of my favorite games, like just in general. Um, I really enjoyed that game. The second one is very different from the first one but it's still a good game i think i really struggled when i first started playing it um to get really into it uh because i kind of just kept on having that feeling that i was just not playing the first one and certain mechanics and things were missing Mm. from it and it took me to make myself get into the mindset of it's not the first game, it is a completely separate game, it's just kind of set in the same world with similar lore, to then decide that I really enjoyed it because it's a really good game and it's got some amazing mechanics and some awesome stuff going on. It's just not quite as gripping story-wise as the first one but if you just kind of let go the idea of the first one, you will enjoy it a lot more I think if you weren't enjoying it. But it is my favorite some good right. advice yeah there, but it is my favorite one that i played this year i played it so much um especially the uh building of your kingdom i think is what won me over uh because yeah i just love building games i will like black and white too and black and white were some of my favorite games um and then yeah anything sim bit like city buildery based things are just awesome uh, and the fact yeah that's why I lost my life to Fallout 4 I think so. yeah exactly and then anything that kind of merges in like an RPG element of, of story and other things I can do but then also gives me a little town to run I mean I've, I mean I'd run a shop my other favourite game was running a shop and now I run a town clearly I need to get into more <laughs> politics than I am doing but Lady loves power <laughs> give me all the power no it's great <laughs> it was just a really fun game um I I don't know why you haven't lent me it yet. Can I just say that? Because I've been wanting to play it for a long time and I don't own it. It's on my Christmas list. So if you want to lend it... Oh, no, you've got it electronic. No, I've got you? it. I've got it um, in disc. I'll Aww. bring it. I'll bring it for you okay, when I well, see you. Next next time I see you, bring it and then yeah. I can play it. Because I've been wanting to play it for such a long time. But it's just one of those ones that I could justify buying a new game when I have so many to finish. So, I mean, 
I shouldn't really play it yet, but I just, yeah, it'd be nice. To no, I will go. totally lend you that game. Sorry, listeners, we're just doing a little bit of bar- bargaining. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I will definitely lend you it, and I will tell everybody to lend their copies if they're not currently using them to people who have not played it, because it's great. It's a great JRPG thing. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of fact is it's not connected with Studio Ghibli, this one, uh, like the last one was. But it's still, no, you know? it's not. Um, it's not like officially affiliated this time, but the main, one of the main art directors, um, Yoshi, Yoshiyuki uh, Momoso, I think is how you say his name, and was like the art director. And then uh, Joe Hisashi, who does the music for the Studio Ghibli, he uh, does the music yeah. again for this. So it still keeps its Studio Ghibli feel quite a lot. Yeah, um, It's just maybe some of like, the animated cutscenes from the first one aren't as you know the story i didn't think is like quite as gripping but Mm -hmm. it's still i keep saying it's not as good but it's really is it's a great game um the i think it's just sometimes you're you get quite attached to the original don't you and it's quite hard yeah definitely and this is what i mean it's i still played so much of it and i still enjoyed going through the story and playing all of it and i spent a lot more time doing side missions and things like this so it wasn't just something that I played the main story and then kind of put down or got halfway through. I finished it and I played all the side stuff and I'm still, I've been going little back and forth because it's like game plus stuff that I haven't really completed, but will slowly eventually kind of finish all of this stuff. I mean, my town is not complete. The town needs to be finished. Um, It (laughs) takes a long time, but I do have facts. I managed to get facts for this one. I'm excited for these facts because obviously I haven't played it yet, but I'm very excited for the facts because I'm into yeah. it. So the main character, and this is not spoiling anything, the main character um, is a king um, and you he runs the kingdom of Ding Dong Dell, which is the kingdom that you first visit in the first game with Oliver. You first kind of go to this one town as Ding Dong Dell. Um, and the main um the main boy's name is evan tildrum and the king from the first game was called king tom tildrum so they are obviously related in some way and king tom was a giant cat i think if you remember um and king evan has cat half cat half human features um and it was a lot about getting cats and humans to live together the first one so it's kind of you can kind of see how they've kind of based it in the same world but I think it's like a hundred years or plus later. Um, and there's lots of really nice tie-ins like that around the place, which are quite cool if you can spot them uh, in the first game. It's not really a fact, but they, they've thrown some nice little things in that. Um, yeah. yeah. And my other one was that the game, when they made the second one, because the first one did so well uh, in the Western market, they primarily made the second one for the Western game market. Uh, so to the okay. extent that they weren't even sure if they wanted to release it in Japanese at all because they didn't they weren't sure whether people would uh, connect with it there oh, yeah cause it was so yeah. I think because it won so many awards here the first one and Studio Ghibli is such a big thing here um, it's like if you're not super into anime um, or Japanese animation you at least know Studio Ghibli I think so it's yeah. always got that kind of pull um yeah and they designed it a lot more for us the um second one so yeah it's quite interesting they did eventually release it uh in japan and um i think other areas of asia but 
yeah, it was just quite interesting that they didn't like think mm-hmm. even to release it there. So who were the developers? Uh, still then? level five. Who are yeah, okay. Japanese company, but yeah. yeah, but they just sort of owned a bit more. Okay, that's really interesting because yeah, I always just assume that like it would have been sort of aimed at yeah. yeah. You just kind of assume, right? But cool. level five, one of my favorite yeah. video game companies for some of the games they make. So always going to be a win mm. for them because they do Yokai Watch and they did like Fantasy Life and all those kind of ones, and I'm a big fan. Yeah. But yeah, so that was my first one. It's a great game, and I think you should play it. And I will now lend it to you. And anyone Thank else? you. Yeah, I'm very envious of that being a top one because it's been on my list of games to play this year, but I just hadn't got around to it. I think at one point it looked quite cheap on the store, and I was going to get it, but then I was like, oh, I don't have time. So yeah, I think for me this this Christmas it's going to be a lot of gaming because I have a week off, so I'm going to try and like bash out all of the games <laughs> I need to play. So yeah, that'll Good be plan. one of them. Good plan. Yeah. Maybe it'll become my one of my top fives. Yeah. Who knows? Um, <laughs> it's my mysterious yeah. future noise. I want to <laughs> my um, my top one yeah. now, I guess. Which I think you probably know what it is. Yeah, I think I know what it is. No, I do actually. I just wasn't <laughs> yes. sure, and then I went, yeah. "Yes, no, I do know. I do." <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were trying to like feign that you knew, or um, but yeah, it's Detroit Become Human. Yes because it's the freaking best game I've ever played this year. Uh, none of us says much, because as we've gone from my list, I haven't played that much. But um, <laughs> Detroit Become Human was just, oh, it was incredible. I mean, I was always a big fan of Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls. They're probably two of my favorite games of all time. And, um, and also game studios too. So I think Detroit Become Human, I was just so pumped for just everything that I read about it, everything that I'd seen, I was just, I was ready for another one of those games and it didn't disappoint in any way, shape or form. Absolutely loved it. Like the music, the atmosphere, the environment as well. And like all the graphics and stuff was so good. It was so well done, really beautiful. Every like scene and every sort of, cause it was kind of told in like a story way. So it was sort of like different story segments, kind of like the other games, I suppose, Heavy Rain, where you're focused on like three different, three different yeah. characters and every single like section was just so well done every single piece of environment it was just yeah it was every sort of part of it i was excited for. it was it was one of those games as well where you can't really put it down because you're like oh i'll just do one more like episode or one more part of that person's story or you know one more chapter and it was really addictive and i i was kind of really tried to pace myself through it because i knew that i was going too fast and i was needed to sort of like yeah. savor it but um yeah it was really addictive but it was i think as well i mean i told you a bit about when i was playing it how good it was and um and i was saying like you have to play it because it's just so i think there's a lot of like the storytelling is really good and it's so emotional and so human in some ways some of the situations that the characters are in are just like some of them are pretty dark but in a way that's not made to be overly stupid you know like you can tell what they're trying to do you can tell they're trying to shock people it's more just it just seems very real and like not trying too hard but it's yeah and um but yeah i basically i'm just bumming this game (laughs) because i really like it no it looks awesome it is definitely one that is very high on my list to play next year quite early um i played the demo i would lend it to you but i have the electronic version unfortunately we really need to share playstation things um we can do that. Aye. Again, sorry, listeners. We're just 
don't bother tuning into things. Uh, yeah, no, it's it looked awesome. And I played the demo um, that came out, and I loved the demo. It was fun to just play that. I think I played it a couple times because of all the different like bits that you could do, mm. right? The different ways you get into it. And yeah. um, another nerd moment for me was that the UI in it is beautiful. It's amazing. It's all spatial. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And she goes yeah. getting aroused really by am. UI again. That one definitely am aroused by it. It's it's amazing. See, <laughs> for anything in that game arouses me. They um, do use a very pretty actor in for like two of the guys, right? One of them's from. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember telling you at the time. I was like, I'm in love with all of them. <laughs> One of them I know because I've seen the pictures. I think he's on the front cover. Is from Grey's Anatomy, and I love me some Grey's because I'm trashy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that's yeah. Marcus. Yeah, everything. It's just so well done. Like I, I feel, especially in those games, Quantic Dreams. Is, yeah, it's Quantic Dreams. Yeah. Um, I just feel like when you when you play those games, it's just it delivers so much with not just the storytelling, but like the atmosphere. Yeah. And there's a part in it, I think, where you are, Marcus, and you're like walking around like this square. And it's not necessarily open world because you can't just go wander off down the street, but it feels it. And it feels like you're really there. It feels like you are the character. And everything, I don't know, it's just so, uh, what's the word? Yeah. Immersive. The one. It's really immersive to the point where I just forgot where I was sometimes because I was just so like engrossed in what was happening. Um, and they just do so well at it. I, I'm really excited for more games. I'm hoping that they make more games. Um, I'm probably going to play it, play it again at some point in the future when my body is ready for <laughs> it. Can cope. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I feel, again, proper bumming the game, but I just feel like this game is an example of uh, how far games yeah. have come. I think in the way that they tell stories and the way that they are immersive and you are still, you know, you are still playing the character. But the sort of level of experience that it delivers to me is just so, I don't know how to describe it really. It's just, it's it's of today, but almost like before it's time in some ways in a weird kind of way. Because not every game does it. Not every game focuses that much on the story. But then when you play a game like that, it's just like shit. Like at the end of it, I was just like, fuck, I'm broken. I'm dead. Yeah, there's definitely... <laughs> this game is just like... There's definitely yeah. sometimes where you just don't feel the same weight of a story. Like Nino Cooney was great and I enjoyed love playing yeah. it and stuff, but I wouldn't say the weight of the story was there as much. Like like yeah. you said, but with games like that, it's more about gripping you because, you know, essentially you're not really playing that much because most of these ones, it's just like, go here, look at this thing. Mm right those kind of games it's you make a lot of decisions that impact things but in terms of actually movement you don't do too yeah, much I essentially what you're doing like you said is choosing a a dialogue thing or making a decision it's not yeah like running around hacking slashing and riding a horse and all this kind of stuff so to get you so invested when you're essentially watching like a movie that you make decisions in is like a great yeah. great skill yeah, it's almost to me. It's almost like art. That game was art, um, and there was also humor in it too, which was great. I really enjoyed the humor between um, between Hank and Connor. For anyone that has played it, like those two are just amazing, and hilarious, and the um, like the facial recognition stuff is amazing as well. Obviously, if you look at the yeah. the actors to the the actual characters in the game, as you were saying about the guy from Grey's Anatomy, like it's it's crazy. But they they've always been really on top of that, especially with Heavy Rain when that first came out and the facial recognition stuff. It was like mad yeah. uh and now obviously it's come a lot further it's it's absolutely nuts yeah it's so good everyone it's sometimes it's hard to tell whether or not you're playing a game or watching a movie 
but yeah um so you need to play it everybody needs to play it spread the word get people to play (laughs) yeah Uh, i've got some facts so as as everyone's gonna know because it's obvious we all we all know that connor is an android so that's that's not spoiling anything um so facts for you some trivia is obviously connor is he's an rk800 model um, and people think that this is a reference to Arnold Schwarzenegger's character from the films, also Terminator, because he's a T-800 model, initially. So people obviously make comparisons to, also to Connor, because that's like yeah. Sarah Connor and John Connor. So everyone's like, oh, it's like a thing. And I think it is intended to be that way, because there was a trophy where if you let Connor die in every way possible, the trophy is called uh, I'll Be Back. Yes, it's definitely nonsense there. So I feel like, yeah, there's definitely some kind of thing going on there which I thought was really cool. Um, and as well, so the, in the one version I had, I think most people do have it, or it's like a bonus thing you can unlock. Um, there's like a, there's a little movie, and it's about Kara. She's one of the characters in it. And um, the game was actually based on this little movie, which um, Sony, it was a Sony PlayStation tech, tech demo. It was a PlayStation 3 tech demo uh, in 2012 that was produced by Quantic Dream. Uh, and so at this point, it wasn't intended to be a game in any way, but the demo gained a lot of attention. And so the studio then decided to make a game out of it, which I thought was awesome because this little tech demo is fucking weird, but it's really good. And it's kind of to do with her being an Android, which again, it's obvious. I'm not spoiling anything there. Um, and she's sort of like, she's almost like being built, being put together in like almost like a car shop. And she's like talking and it's to do with like, consciousness and her like speaking to the person and it's uh, the fact that it's just a tech demo and then someone was like hey that's fucking cool and became like a, a game is i just thought yeah. It was awesome yeah and that's really that? cool especially ahead of the curve as well because um it sounds mm. similar to like obviously westworld which they've revamped fairly recently in the past couple of years so yes. we like our androids and their consciousness yeah again even you know. and the fact that that was all the way back in like 2012 yeah. as well because like um that, that was really cool and I, I watched that before I'd even heard this so the fact that I'd watched it I remember watching it being like what is this like, is this just some weird demo they did mm. for the game but it like, it wasn't it was just something that they just did as like a nice thing which I thought was so cool um <clears throat> yeah so that's awesome um another fact as well is each main character so Kara, Connor and Marcus have their own composer specifically for them oh. which I thought was awesome and camera work as well is apparently individual to them so in each and every like section of their part everything is like catered to them yeah that was really cool this makes fancy yeah it's like so it's a lot of effort there yeah it it is it's a lot of effort for each character but nice i bet it gives like a really nice feeling when you're playing it because you definitely feel different for each character yeah exactly and i think as well i was going to mention one of the reasons why I like as well is the relationship between people um, in the game is really heartwarming too. I won't say anything specifically because I don't want to like ruin anything, but Marcus and oh, his name now, Carl, I think it's Carl, have such a lovely relationship. And it's just, it's adorable. And also Alice and Cara's relationship is really lovely as well. And it just warms the heart. So, yeah. Good game. Sorry. Warms my cold, icy heart. Sorry. I was really distracted then because there was this giant crash that happened. What happened? Did Godzilla attack? Uh, you asking me? Yeah. Did you not hear that? Am I hearing things? No. 
Oh my. And I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, it really warms the heart. And then there's this like crashing going on around me and I've not even noticed. <laughs> you just carried on. I was like, oh, okay. We're not addressing this. No, it's it's not my end. Unless I am. Um, no, nothing's going on here. Spooky. Hmm. Maybe it's your end. Maybe. Maybe somebody doesn't like Detroit Become Human and they're getting angry about it. I mean, yeah. That that's a that's a big possibility. <laughs> yeah, great game. Definitely my favorite game of 2018. Not that I've played that many of 2018, <laughs> but it's definitely up there. But of the games that you played yeah. in 2018, the, like, that was your when favorite. I eventually get round to playing games that were released 2018, the big ones, and it will probably still be number one. Well, that's always nice. I'm sure future Nikki will come back two years time and let you know if that's true I mean yeah we can always do another list where we say were we right were these actually <laughs> the best ones that you know if we're still here at that point if we are what's going to happen to us not saying not saying that we're going to die because that's morbid I just meant like doing podcasts not like alive I hope that we're alive yeah that would be nice but who knows really it's true what what will the new year bring us and on that cheery note <laughs> We're not ending because we've got backups. Unless you don't have any backups. No, I have backups. I just thought it'd be fun if we just ended there and then we never <laughs> we never posted anything ever again. <laughs> the podcast just ended. Oh. That's a good that's a good way to go. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> no, we've got important things to discuss. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about these things that we had backups that we didn't mention. How many backups do you have? I only have so I two backups. How many do you have? Okay. Um, I've got three, but I'll probably only mention two. Oh. Well, now. Um, okay. I have nothing to say about the, one of them. I'm just like, that was a good game. Okay, bye. I mean, <laughs> then say that. What was that one? What's that one that we're not going to talk uh, about? A way out. <laughs> nice I've just bought that that was a have you yeah I've not or played it yet play it because I've got it too oh cool alright then sweet see you there next one <laughs> <laughs> it's a good game because you can play it with two people and it's really fun okay what's your next one uh, mine is Shadow of the Tomb Raider oh I haven't played that one yet yeah. that's on my list it's good uh, I'd lend it to you but it's on Xbox and you don't have Xbox uh, it's that's- it was good. It was a fun game. Um, it's uh, yeah, very similar to the other new versions of Tomb Raider that they've been doing. It's obviously the same kind of storyline that they're following. Um, I had a really fun time playing it. Uh, it's set in South America, which instantly made me think of you, Nikki, in, in jungle, mm. jungle settings, traipsing through mud, getting attacked by jaguars, you know, all the hardcore stuff that yeah. you do. I did that. You did. Stories to come. Yeah, many stories. For those of you who don't know, uh, Nikki does ecology. And she was in Peru for a while, uh, defending herself so from jackals. So that, that game is about me. Yeah. So. They just followed Nikki around for six months. That happened. Facts. No. Um, it was great. Um, the puzzle tombs and all the platforming and stuff side of it was better than the story side of it. But there were lots of... without spoiling anything for anybody there are lots of really nice little bits and she feels super hardcore she feels like really badass in this game which actually is kind of a fact that i found about it which was the fact that because they were started to make her feel much more hardcore in this game they struggled like designer game designer wise because 
you know, when you have someone that's really, really strong, how do you make them struggle through stuff? You know, how do you, how do you make stuff a challenge for someone who's really strong? Um, they did, and it's good, and it's quite a difficult. Well, you complex. can't be made of, you know, stone people. Even if you're strong, you're still gonna be like fuck shit. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's great. Again, quite pretty. I was taking lots of photos in the photo mode mm-hmm. with it um seeing if i could become a game photographer i cannot i'm not good at it so that's that's me out of that is that a job yeah and i have that job yeah there's actually um i can't remember his name and i wish i could because i would tell you all to go and look at his portfolio i think it was on code uh Kotaku or something like that recently um uh it's a yeah, guy who takes pictures in video games and they're beautiful um so go check them out if mm-hmm. you can find it um but yeah, they were always fun. And um, actually, weirdly, because we were talking about Grey's Anatomy, or I mean, I was talking about Grey's Anatomy earlier, uh, another actress who plays Tomb Raider in the recent ones, uh, Camilla Ludington. Yeah. Lud- I can't say her last name. Uh, yeah, she's also a Grey's Anatomy, but she's played Tomb Raider for the past three games that they've done of it, and she does a really good job doing all the motion mm. capture and the voice acting and stuff. I really like her. Yeah, she's cool. I that's definitely on my list, and I'm glad you said it because it reminded me that I need to buy it. Um, because I haven't actually finished the last one either. Oh, so but that's because it was on Xbox One and it was my mum's Xbox One, and I didn't get around to finishing it. Really need to catch up on those Tomb Raider games, but they are awesome. Yeah, they're good fun. They're good revitalized version of them. Like I know people don't find them as I don't know as gripping as the original ones. Uh, but I think you kind of have to see them in their own right as separate games. I always find them really fun, you know, just for just for their platforming and stuff and the challenge tombs and things feel a bit more like old, um, old Lara, which is great. Uh, what what was your um? What was your another backup? My other backup mm-hmm. was a game that definitely had a good few plays this year. Um, good multiplayer aspect, which was Dead by Daylight. Which we oh, did play. Yeah, we did. That was a fun one. That was a good one. Mm. It was free on PlayStation Plus. I didn't actually pay for it. Yeah, but it was just a really good game. Um, and I'm glad it was free because we got a lot of fun out of it. And I mean, I will pick it up probably at some point. But yeah, it was just really fun. I didn't have any like facts or anything. I just really enjoyed it. So anyone that hasn't played it, it's kind of like a horror game where someone plays the killer, and then you get four survivors, and you run around trying to escape the a killer and obviously someone is playing the killer like someone online or your friend and uh, yeah it's really good especially when your friends you're actually playing with all your friends and you get to murder them yeah it's great you can uh, fulfill your fantasy if you hate your friends secretly <laughs> of just murdering them all stick, and yeah stick them on hooks and find out who's secretly the psychopath in your group who's just really good at killing you yeah it's a little too much or who enjoys killing you the most yeah that's probably fairer who is taking yeah. too much joy from your death? But yeah, I thought it was just a really good game. Um, and it obviously got a lot of good, um, what's the word? Coverage, is that the word? When it was obviously a free game on PlayStation Plus. I yeah. thought it maybe wasn't doing well before that, but when it came out on that, it got a lot of, it got a lot of coverage and everyone was loving it. And I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. It's just fun if you're just wanting to play games with friends and it's just there. I mean, I didn't play it much by myself that much but it's yeah it's good fun it's good non-clean fun <laughs> exactly yeah it was definitely a good one to have at the time it was around uh halloween we got it as well so it was a good halloween game to yeah get, for sure 
Yeah, it's good. I don't really have many facts. The only fact that I did find, which isn't even a fact, it just made me laugh. Um, was that when I was, that's fun to say, when I was researching it, it just made me laugh because it was like the game features well-known killers and survivors like Michael Myers, Laurie from Halloween, Freddy Krueger, Quentin from the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Bill from Left 4 Dead. <laughs> like, oh, what? Bill. I was like, what the fuck is Bill doing in that game? <laughs> it was just such a random statement. I then found out that Bill is obviously now in the game, I think for most of the PC versions, as a survivor. But I was just like, the fuck? Bill, what are you doing? Bill, is Bill a murderer? I was going to say. Did I miss a part of Left 4 Dead? Bill turned. Um, Bill had seen too much I- shit. <laughs> and I really liked Bill from Left 4 Dead. It was a good game. Yeah. Mostly because I don't know what character it was. I don't know if you ever laughed about this with me, but one of the characters used to say Bill in a great way. He did. It um, was Coach. Playing the sound clip. It was Coach. Yeah, it was Coach. It? You, you're Bill. Oh, Bill. I forgot about Coach. It was great. Please find the sound file because All it right. made my life back in the day. I'll put it in. So when I, uh, yeah, I'm just going to pretend you're playing it now and it's going to be great. Ha, oh, hilarious. Oh, it was great. I loved it. <laughs> right. I <laughs> That just made me laugh. That's actually not even a fact. It's just made me laugh because I was like, what the fuck is Bill doing in that game? No. Um, and what's your other backup that you have? My, oh, we're going no, my last backup, uh, my last game that I'll mention this evening, and I'll just stop talking, uh, is Orwell, uh, which was a PC game that I picked up. Um, again, I think it was for free. It was on Steam. Uh, I think it's also on other platforms. Um, but it is like a point and click kind of style one. It feels very similar to Papers, Please, if you've played Papers, Please, or you know Papers, Please. Um, and you're essentially, the player assumes the role of a state operative who is monitoring surveillance stuff and trying to find out some people who might be national security threats. Um, it's named after George Orwell, obviously, because of his famous dystopian novel that we all know, uh, 1984. And it kind of follows that feeling of like it tries to explore a little bit more of a modern way i guess of how we surveillance stuff and how we track people and that kind of thing it's got quite like a deep story in it in there but the actual gameplay is weirdly fun for something where you're essentially all you're doing is simulating something you could do at work which is like looking at people's <laughs> facebook pages and random things that they do on the internet and taking pieces of information about them and building character profiles it sounds really boring it was it sounds like my job to be fair <laughs> <laughs> my worst nightmare it sounds really boring but it was a great game and it was really interesting <laughs> um and i think it was released in episodes but i think i had it all in one and i think there's a second one as well which i've not played but i don't know if it's supposed to be as good yeah. but it was awesome if you I mean, pick it up yeah, it's not I'm very expensive by this, yeah honestly i would play yeah. it it's one of those games like kind of like stanley parable and Papers, Please, mm. where they start off silly and fun and they've got a little bit of a darker meaning to them. And yeah, they're just very interesting little pieces of game. They're more like art game and that kind of thing and stuff. They're trying to say something. Yeah. Power to them. It's cool. This makes me, this does make me think about a lot of the games that you've mentioned as well, games that are on Steam that I really need to get my PC sorted out and actually play games on, on a computer because there is a lot of good shit out there. Yeah. PC's great. It's got loads of stuff. Yeah, I need to get on that. So, and your last one. I don't even know why I did this to myself, but I did. 
and I don't know why. I don't know whether it was me just being bitter. I think it might be me being bitter because I was like, it's not on my list. It's not really a backup, but it should have been. It should have been in that list. It should have been number one, but it wasn't. And that's Fallout 76. <laughs> you said you were never going to mention it in a top five. And now It's not in a top five. It's not. It's... It's in the side, it's in the trash. It's like sat there like, I could have been in that list, but I'm not. And I wanted to mention it because, don't get me wrong, like it's there for a reason. And that reason is there's a good game in there somewhere. Like in there, somewhere, there is hiding an amazing Fallout game. And on the surface, it is really good. And I've actually spent a lot of hours on it and I'm enjoying it. You know, looking around the wasteland, exploring and like i said it's it has the element it's just like a husk yeah like a husk of a game and we just need Todd howard to just revive it and just bring it to life because it yeah i really wish it could have been in my top five because any fallout game normally is always in my top five because i've always loved them since like number one and I am just sad about that. But as I said, it's still, I want it to be in there because I have been enjoying it and I don't like, I don't want to be one of those people that just like, just shits on it Mm. because there is a lot of effort went into it and in its own way, there's, you know, I've been exploring loads and it's so similar to a Fallout game, like, like Fallout 4. It's just, there's no real good... It, I mean, I'm I'm just yeah. yeah. From what I've like seen and heard about it and stuff, without playing it, to correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it seems like very much it's obviously got all the lore and the feeling behind normal Fallout, yeah, but it feels empty. Like it's just missing yeah. that quintessential thing that makes Fallout Fallout. And obviously, they thought they knew yeah. what what was cap- how to capture Fallout. But they obviously mm-hmm. don't like because they've they've missed something and they're trying frantically yeah. to fix it. I know they're trying lots of different things and but yeah, they just yeah. haven't quite got there yet. So maybe well, hopefully they will do. Su- yeah, supposedly, Todd Howard has stated that there are plans to add private servers and add a single player mode at some point. And I think that with the reception, they're going to have to because they've pissed a lot of people off. And the thing is. I think the reason they pissed them off is because they didn't... Like, I try and stay away from a lot of game trailers and a lot of information until the game actually comes out because I don't like people sort of swaying me away from things. I just think, oh, fuck it, I'll just buy it when it's out and I'll make my own decision about it. But I just felt like if you looked at the trailer and all the hype back way and when, it didn't look like a solely online multiplayer game. I just thought it was a Fallout game that had a multiplayer aspect to it. But it's much more a multiplayer online game like mass multiplayer that is kind of what it is within a fallout game but the thing is it doesn't stand alone and i think that is the that that's the fall is the fact that it doesn't stand alone properly as a single game like it does to an extent i've wandered around but it's just it's just lonely yeah and i guess the thing with like even with multiplayer games like you you know you're surrounded by other players but you can still Mm. find enjoyment in most good massive like multi-online player games just by yourself like you know why there's no npcs like there's no reason why they couldn't have npcs you don't quite get that like yeah they wouldn't be able to move much probably but i don't get like other games have done it like online multi-massive multiplayer games and they've had npcs so it just 
like sometimes you know it's good because it gives you that real feel of being in like an open wasteland where you are on your own it it delivers that because in the day you're meant to be like well i say you're on your own but you're not because all these hundreds of other people have come out of the vault at the same time as you everyone else is dead but it's just you guys yeah and so in some ways that does take away from the loneliness but at the same time it is really fucking lonely because i don't want to go on mic to talk to some random guy who's wandering around in his pants <laughs> like i could be having like this really intense moment in the wasteland like in a deserted building and this guy just like walks in and he's just in his pants with the top hat on some sunglasses and i'm like you're ruining my experience man get out of here <laughs> shoo shoo i tell you <laughs> yeah um I've met some great people that I've not spoken a word to because I don't have mic on and they haven't either. Um, and we've gone on like little missions together and like, that is nice. Like there's aspects where I'm just like, Oh, that was fun. And we took selfies together. You take, you use the camera as well. And you take pictures and pose and that's fun. Um, and then we went our separate ways and things like that are cool. And I like that, but there just needs to be this other layer of story there that's kind of missing to make it a full that game. Cause yeah, whatever multiplayer is fine, but just don't make it solely that. Because yeah, and if you are going to make it natural. solely that, then it still needs to feel like a live world, right? It still needs to feel like yeah, there's some character exactly. in the world for you to enjoy it all, yeah, by yourself. It almost was half finished, I think, when you're playing it. You're like, this is great. I love this. Yeah. But this doesn't feel finished. This feels like... Yeah. yeah. So that kind of reminds me of a game that I really should really quickly mention, which was Sea of Thieves, which uh, was great fun, yes. even though it was quite empty to start with and had no longevity at the point where i played it um it was still really fun and i it felt so empty i keep meaning to go back to it and i just haven't since it first released because there's been loads of like updates and stuff um but it's a really fun game and i'm sure they've imp- i know they've improved and added a load of stuff so they're building on it slowly but yeah at the start it was empty and you got bored of it very quickly and as long as you were with someone yeah. it was very funny but you yeah. did need to have someone who you were kind of friends with there, exactly. even though there were some nice interactions with other players because you just get drunk together and play your instrument. Yeah. It was too empty to be <laughs> enjoyable just by yourself, just jumping into this like yeah. multiplayer world. Now I'm sure it's different. There are different things in there, but yeah, um, you've just reminded and me. And that is the problem. Yeah. I think Fallout 76, because it kind of allows me to have friends. <laughs> and not that I don't have friends, but I don't have friends that have Fallout 76 because they thought it was going to be shit which is fine, but I bought it and I was kind of like, eh, I don't need them. And now I'm like, you need them. Be them Them having it would make my experience better, yeah. but that shouldn't be a no. thing. Because you're punching, you don't have friends. That's not okay. Not all of us have friends. Yeah, and you're supposed to, you know, have more opportunity to make friends and want to make friends in games, right? That's the whole point. Oh, well, if you're into that. I think, well, you're just, <laughs> I think you're just a strange person because you like online games, like- but you don't like making friends with people. I mean that's actually more on right I there. Do, but I don't like to, I don't like to speak to them. I made a great friend <laughs> in Fallout the other day. We didn't speak to each other, but he gave me rad away and feeding me water and food. We need to and he saved. We life. need to get you over this phobia because I think you'll just start enjoying the games that you want to play more. But it would have ruined it if I'd heard his voice. No, he was it wouldn't. We played for like two you hours guys. a night. Didn't know his name, didn't know who he was. We never spoke a word. I think he was from Spain, from what his gamer profile showed me. We had a great old time. If I turned the mic on, he'd probably start like saying some weird shit to me. That's very judgmental. You don't know that. 
You guys could have been best friends by now. <laughs> and you'll never know. I yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's probably thinking, God, I hope it's not some like crazy woman who's just going to yell at me and no, just do shit. I had to end. I ended our friendship, though, because I kept playing it. And then he kept appearing because he'd always be offline because we added each other as friends. And then I'd play it, but he'd always be offline. And then suddenly I'm just sort of like in an area that's open, and, you know, it's quite quiet. And then suddenly I turn around and he's there. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's stalking me. So I had to delete him in the end. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what is wrong with you? You just you just don't understand <laughs> the concept. Theory. Yes, he's <laughs> playing the game, Nikki. You played with him. <laughs> you played with him for a while, and he thought, "Hey, I've made a friend." You just—you're not happy. I just ran away. You're never gonna be happy. You're not happy if they talk to you. You're not happy if they don't talk to you, and then actually become your friends without talking to you. Why can't Todd Howard respect the fact that I don't want to play with people? Don't buy multiplayer games. <laughs> this is your issue. Anyway, <laughs> I really do enjoy Fallout 76 despite the fact that I'm angry at it. It is still a good game, and I want to say that Bethesda, I still love you. Please, just add some NPCs and some story in my memory. Thanks. I got some facts, oh, though, yeah. because I don't want to be a Debbie Downer about Fallout 76. There is some funny facts. What you got there? To end fast. Um, so apparently, uh, I haven't come across this yet, because they've just bitten my face off whenever I interact with them, but Yao Guy can actually be trained and then you can actually stick them on other players. So now that I know that you can train Yao Guy, I'm going to go back in at some point and try and do that. Apparently you can send up to like 10 Yao Guy after an enemy. It just sounds so good. Um, I hope that you can yeah, you do that on other players too, which is great. So any more stalkers, I gotcha. <laughs> Stalk. <laughs> uh, I'll stick my Yao Guy no. on you. Um, <laughs> so that's awesome. I thought that was really cool. Um, also, I didn't know this either, and I'm tempted to just test this out, but um, I don't know if it's true. Apparently, excessive radiation will cause a pl uh, player to mutate, gaining new features or limbs, such as an egghead. <laughs> Amazing. It's all I've ever wanted yeah. in a game. So, I'm going to be testing that out. So, if you see me in the wasteland with 10 Yaga by my side with a massive deformed head, you know, it's me. Who it is. But don't approach her or try and make friends because she doesn't want it. <laughs> she may act me. like she does. I will kill she, you. <laughs> she doesn't want to be your friend. Unless you've got some, unless you've got some supplies to give me. Maybe I'll be your friend for a bit. <laughs> she might rob you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Fallout 76, good game, which was in my top eight. Top eight. <laughs> I've just <laughs> usurped this whole podcast. It's top eight now, guys. Um, Weird number. <laughs> it's in my top five but it's not um, but you never know Todd Howard might might make it better yeah he might make you stop talking to people in multiplayer games <laughs> I just want friends to get it and then everything will be okay alright we'll see what we can do we'll see what Santa brings us <laughs> um, I know right wonderful yes. wonderful times alright then well I guess on our Christmassy note, I'm going to return to drinking Bailey's. Yeah, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so sorry to just fly to Fallout 76. That was not what I was planning on doing. It's added like an hour onto this podcast. We were doing so well for time. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I had a lot to say. Okay, I've been thinking about it a while. <laughs> Stored it up from last week. Yeah. Cool. Well, on our uh, cheery notes, um, 
I'll do all the bump of uh, you can find more about Nikki and her cosplay and not making friends with her at what Nikki? <laughs> what is your stuff? Uh, on Instagram at, at Elite Cat and on Twitter as well because I don't have many Twitter followers so please follow oh, yeah. me follow her um, or you can find us on uh, gottill5.com forward slash game till five because we're part of the gottill5 family with Max and Jesse who run the uh, wait sorry I got really distracted uh, with Max and Jesse who run the um, <laughs> wrestling podcast which is great they also do top fives but in wrestling so they don't touch our turf um, nope. yeah uh, that's everything all right then. So I'm going to go back to doing something and you're going to go back to hating everybody. So wonderful. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Goodbye.